morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo. You're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored, all-volunteer-powered Rock and Roll Radio Station. On this week's show, we're going to speak with Jeffrey Anthony. He's a repeat guest, but in a new role. Today, we're going to talk about his project called The Inquiry Oasis. It's from the university's College of Education, and it's a podcast delving deep into the research of its faculty. Today is September 3rd, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Radio app. And if you want to interact with us here on the show, Facebook and Instagram are probably the best ways to do that. And if you want more information about us, our book, listen to some past episodes, you can head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. And of course, our podcast is out there on lots of different platforms in case uh, you want to catch some of those as well as you're out maybe walking the dog here as it rolls into fall and summer maybe wrapping up. I don't know. It's September. It's supposed to be cooler. Maybe uh, maybe we're in for a reprieve coming up here soon. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend, which means at Hotel Congress, it's Hoco Fest. I don't know if you've been attending any of the events they've had there. Uh, this is a, an annual event, and this this may be the last of its kind. Uh, I, I've heard rumors that, that this is the last Hoco Fest, although I think Labor Day weekend will always be some event at a Hotel Congress, in my personal opinion. Um, we did feature the uh, Tale of Two Houses uh, with Chris Carloni. Was, uh, he, that, that was a um, documentary that he built, and uh, we, we interviewed him a few weeks ago, and you can find out more about that on our uh, webpage. If you go over there and in the search bar, put it you know, Tale of Two Houses, You'll pull that up. But that is playing tonight at the screening room at 5.30, so I might head over there and check that out. And then there is still music uh, and events happening this evening and tomorrow as part of Hoco Fest. I will go over to Hotel Congress's website if you wanted to find out more information, see what bands are playing and on, on what stages because they had so, <laughs> so many stages now. you gotta, you got to keep up. Uh, but I would just, if I were you and wanted to learn more, I'd head over to the uh, Hotel Congress website because... That's, that's what I would do. And as we get here into the fall, make sure you uh, reach out to us about any of these cool events. This is when things really start to pop. And we've covered a lot of these events over the last six years. But if there's something out there that, that you think um, we need to shed some light on, uh, let us know. Our guest today is Jeffrey Anthony. He's been on the show before. He was in an uh, innovative role within the city of Tucson. He has moved on and at the University of Arizona. And once again, has found himself into a new... Uh, I guess another innovative role because he's working at the College of Education and as part of his um, uh, process over there, he was noticing a lot of research being done by the faculty and uh, that intrigued him. So he does what we all do and we want to learn more. He launched a podcast called The Inquiry Oasis and I had a chance to talk to him about it a week or so ago as he had just launched it and uh, got the inside scoop as to what's happening over there at the College of Education's new podcast. We are joined again by uh, Jeffrey Anthony, who was with us not too long ago, working on a project with the city of Tucson and um, identifying ways to help small businesses and the importance of doing that here 
locally. And since then, he has moved on to the University of Arizona and now is the coordinator of grants development at the uh, University of Arizona's College of Education. And I just found out as part of that, he's doing a podcast and he's cutting into my time. So I was like, oh, I got to do some research. And I found out this is actually a really, really cool thing. But Jeffrey, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be back, Tom. I'm really excited to be back on with your guests here on Lifelong, uh, uh, Life Along the Streetcar. All right. Took you a while. I know you're, you're trying to, I think you're undermining me now because you want your podcast to do much better. And I, I think my mom might be <laughs> switching. So I'm a little concerned because she, I think she's still my only listener. Uh, but hey, you, w- when did you start at the university? I started uh, about a year ago uh, and uh, I was brought in to help uh, create a new matching system to connect all the researchers at the University of Arizona College of Education to primarily foundation funding opportunities. Yeah. And we talked about this not too long after you started. And and what I gathered from that, and maybe I am, I'm wrong, and this is not necessarily part of the podcast, but just definitely kind of my intrigue with your role, you had created almost, I want to call it like an artificial intelligence, some kind of software that was really able to identify opportunities and needs and, and match these these two up so that you are pursuing the right opportunity, the right grants and, and, and everything was more streamlined. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, and so this is tied into the podcast because what I had done was essentially, you know, I used to work for Pandora radio for about uh, 15 years or so as a musicologist working on the music genome project. And I realized as I was working in this new role that what I essentially did was recreate the music genome project, but for the, uh, the researchers at the College of Education. And I created a, a keyword schema, you could say, where I read one to three papers of every single researcher in the college, and there's over a hundred. And I, I synthesized all this into a large database. And then I created kind of, I created a system to match those specific, uh, you know, focuses of their research to, uh, to research funding. And, and what this really did was kind of, uh, was save a lot of time and make sure we weren't putting uh, opportunities in front of researchers that really weren't meant for them. And this has actually led to, you know, more successful funding opportunities and which is great. And, uh, and that's what we were originally talking about, but it was through this process that I discovered just the great wealth and depth and variety of, of research that goes on in the college of education. Cause I think a lot of people think of the college of education as a place where, you know, you train teachers to become teachers uh, but what I learned once I started working there, that actually there's a lot going on that I had absolutely no idea. And that's where I was like, this story needs to be told. <laughs> so you, you, st- uh, you start helping yeah. them identify grants for the research and then the research sort of compels you to say, wait a minute, this is beyond what, what, and, and again, I think I'm in the same boat as you and many other people. When you think of college of education, I think of creating teachers. So that, so you, you see all this research, like what kinds of research were kind of intrigued you? Well, you know, there's one of them who's going to be our, I believe fourth or fifth guest on the episode. She, her name is, wait, 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 wait. you're four or five, you're four or five guests ahead. I'm like scraping by week by week. How do you, (laughs) how do you, never mind, never mind. I'll, I'll I'll pick your brain about that later. But anyway, tell us about, about your guest. Yeah. So uh, her name is Sung Ung Chung and she does research on early childhood robotics. And so she, she works with uh, TUSD students actually to do research, which is funded by the way, uh, through foundation funding. And she works with them on, uh, you know, how do you program a robot and how does a robot interact with a young child? 
but through this, uh, we, the, the researchers are discovered, she discovers that children are able to develop an idea of like a STEM identity, which is like an identity, uh, an identity that's informed by technology and engineering and math that is much more, you know, rich and durable than the current methods, which where they teach students, you know, through like an iPad or uh, a computer screen and that using robots, uh, enable children to see different ways of, of how a program physically, you know, moves a robot. And, and I'm like, wow, well, that's amazing. And in our discussion, you'll, she's a, you know, she's the one with the PhD. She, she explains it much better than I can, but that was really fascinating. And then, you know, there's other, you know, there's, there's a socioeconomic uh, studies around, you know, workforce development, which is what I used to do, you know, for the city of Tucson. So there's, there's this entire, there's several researchers at the college of education that look at education and how that directly affects, you know, uh, an environment's economy uh, through workforce development, and also the kind of the hurdles that that uh, first generation students face, uh, and how finding ways to bridge those hurdles can have dramatic impacts, uh, not only on the individuals, and not only on the families of of the students who then uh, progress through college successfully, but then on the local communities and how you're creating new new leaders, you know, and, and all these systems that are set up around that. I just never knew that was happening. And I also never knew how important that was to the economic development story, which as you know, is a, is a big thing for me as well. That's just two examples uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, and I, I like both of those examples for a couple of reasons. One is they are extremely fascinating, but it seems at least the way I understood it, that the research was going down for a specific, or was headed in a certain direction and then as it was uncovering more data, realized that there are additional threads, you know, like with the robotics, there might have been a, an initial focus, but realized in that, that this is, this whole sort of additional world of, of uh, research opened up in front of her. That's correct. And, uh, and then she just, this person just got refunded again. That's what we talked about as well, because the, uh, the funders saw the uh, untapped potential uh, that she had found in the initial round of research. Which is really exciting to me, and and you know to see this happen, uh, you know when you think ten to ten years down the road, these are going to have transformative effects, uh, not not for the researcher. I mean, of course, it was going to help the researcher. But it's going to it's going to have transformative effects for all of us, you know, and, and all of our children, but then our but also our, our communities, and then also the the economy as we go forward into this new era of AI and robotics and STEM focused, you know. And it seems like the two stories that you shared with. Uh, the robotics and early childhood development and then the workforce development, those seem to sort of dovetail different generations, but sort of that same timeline, like the same students that are being evaluated now or the, the, the children being evaluated now are going to be part of that workforce development study uh, in a few years. That's right. That's correct. So look at me, I'm getting things right. This is awesome. I love this. Hey, so <laughs> talk to me about the title of your podcast. I find that, uh, I find it very intriguing, the, the name of your podcast and how you got there. Okay. So the, yeah, the inquiry oasis. So, uh, that, that was me. I came up with that. I, I came up with this idea to do a podcast, but then I was thinking, how can I weave in, uh, the themes of education, uh, and then also the themes of like a lifelong learner, you know, I'm hoping that this podcast, the, the, the list, the goal, the end user, I'm hoping who want to listen are not just people in the field of education. Uh, I'm, I'm, my goal is for people who want to be like lifelong learners. So that's like the inquiry oasis. This is an oasis of knowledge that you can tap into 
and hopefully open a whole portal of, of, of further and deeper understandings of not just education, but just of our of our lived experiences. You know, and a lot of this research that I uh, I read of our researchers is really focused, you know, and I think it has to do with the topic of education. But education is such an important role in our lives uh, for the cultural effects and affects and also just the development of, of education and knowledge. So that's, I kind of played around with, I had about 15 titles and then I, I spent a, spent a half a day and came down and came up with the, uh, the inquiry oasis. And if you, uh, when you listen to the, to the podcast, the, the, the introduction, uh, will have a little theme music, which I wrote and I played guitar and did a little hand clapping and oh, stuff. Now so. you are just showing <laughs> off because I, I can't do my own theme music. I don't have guests lined up. This is just embarrassing. I'm not even sure I'm going to air this one. Well, we did air it uh, and we're suffering through our embarrassment as we talk to Jeffrey Anthony about his um, uh, far superior podcast that is rolling out called The Inquiry Oasis. And we'll finish up that interview in just a moment. First, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM, and we're streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome back. We're going to finish up that interview with Jeffrey Anthony. We've been talking about his podcast and his time over at the uh, College of Education. Start to get into a little bit more uh, depth into uh, that podcast, what it's covering, and, and what it also means uh, for the community. It's, it's not just uh, information. I think there's some impact that we're going to see uh, come out of this. And that's kind of where we launch into the second part of our interview here with uh, Jeffrey Anthony. So you're talking a lot about this research and ultimately, though, the College of Education still does prep teachers for the world, right? I mean, that's, that's what they're doing. So this research is, is filtering yep. into their, their techniques or, or, or their philosophy or, or what, how, how does this sort of interact with, with someone that might be graduating in the next you know, two or three years and, and heading into a classroom? As I told you, we've recorded, we've, we finished the recording for the first half of the first season. So through the first semester uh, and then starting, I'm going to start recording the second half of the season in the next couple months here. And we're going to add a question uh, to every uh, researcher and faculty member, because they are faculty members, uh, the question of how does this research impact your work in the classroom hmm. when you're teaching students? Because uh, I really do think that's a very important question. And when I've been editing these podcasts, I've been listening to them and I'm like, this is a, the question you asked is perfect. And I don't have a great answer for you right now because I haven't been asking that exact question, but I think it's, it's uh, the, the idea that you brought this up is, and it's also been on my mind. So is, that's something that will be addressed. I, Cause I find that obviously the, the research they're doing is directly impacting how they teach in the school. And also, you know, grad students, when, when they come to the college of education, they're part, a lot of them are part of this of these research projects, you know, they're written into the grants so they can be employed through these grants and be written in, you know? So uh, as a grad student studying at the college of education, you could be part of one of these projects. So that's another audience that I'm hoping to reach with this podcast or future students who may be, you know, shopping uh, graduate students, PhD 
students who may be shopping colleges, they may come across this podcast and just see how the the faculty here at the University of Arizona are doing really cutting edge research, and and that will draw them here. Yeah, as as the as the University of Arizona, are we are we leading the pack in this, or are other universities addressing some of these same questions or different questions, or are we kind of taking a unique approach? Uh, I wish I was. I had the uh, the insight to say yes or no on that. <laughs> I think that's a great question. I don't know if we're leading the pack. Uh, I would definitely say, from my own personal experience working and reading this research uh, is that it's def- there is, here's one I can tell you about. So there's the idea of this, there's in, I've done eight interviews and in half of them, there's a technique uh, called funds of knowledge and funds of knowledge was created. This is a research technique was, was created at the university of Arizona uh, 25 years ago. And uh, this is a technique that incorporates what can a family and the local community bring to uh, a student's, uh, you know, experience in learning and also to the teacher as well. So it's like a funds of knowledge through culture and community. And this is, this is funds of knowledge lens is applied to a lot of the research that is done. And so that's a direct result uh, output of this college that was designed here. And there's also something called YPAR. Uh, and I, I, I always mispronounce it, uh, but it's the, uh, it's the youth led participatory action research this is another sort of uh, social justice term that's used for like community-based research. And that was not necessarily built here at the University of Arizona, but the lead, one of the leading researchers in the world that uses YPAR teaches at the university. And this lens is used uh, in a lot of the different types of research. And this stuff is fascinating. So it's definitely cutting edge. It's definitely on, on the cutting edge of research for, for the College of edu- for Educational Research. And uh, I know I, I just say for me, like, cause I, I, you know, me a little bit outside of the podcast here. I I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner and being able to, as part of my job to read this research and to dive into the nuances of it, it's been incredibly enriching for myself. And, and that's kind of, I'm hoping I can share some of that through the, through the podcast, this excitement of this knowledge being generated, but also the transformative uh, effects that this research will have on, on our community and beyond. I find it very, um, uh, very exciting for me as a host of a podcast to to sort of represent the audience and ask the questions of the individuals that that as a as a listener I would want to know. I mean, I'll, ultimately, I don't care what people like. I just I just do a show for me, and then if they like it, that's fantastic. But you know, I'm I'm really just sort of putting myself in their shoes as far as what to, what do they um, what do they want to know. And I think you're going to be great at at sort of parsing out some of these conversations and translating academics to, to life. Cause I think that's a missing piece. A lot of these things that you're talking about are so, so high up on the theoretical and the intellectual chain that people may not fully grasp what they're happening, what's happening, but you're able then to sort of translate that. And, and I don't want to say dumb it down, but bring it into a language that we might, we might understand differently. That is the ultimate goal. And I have to say that uh, a reason, the main reason this is happening is that I brought this to my boss uh, who's the uh, dean of research in the college, Sada Chavaria. And she went to the dean, uh, who is Dean uh, Barry. Uh, his name is Robert Q. Barry. He's a new dean. He started a year ago. He started two weeks before me. <laughs> uh, but they, I went with them with my vision, which I said, I want to take this kind of high, you know, this theoretical knowledge and, and, and bring in, weave in some narratives. And, and really, the, it's the why. Why is this research important? Not only for the, re, for the person conducting the research, but also why is it important for our community? And they fully got behind me with this and they just said, you know, Jeff, we believe in you and 
you just do what you do. And, and uh, I really think this is why it came out to be as it is. And, and the episodes are really coming together. They really focus on the narrative and, you know, and it's not so much focused on the, the theory, but it's the theory that's making it so exciting, but it really comes through the narrative. And I really, I want to appreciate that the college of education has supported this and, and allowed me to kind of find my way to getting to the point where we've now released the first one, which is with the, with the Dean of the college, uh, which Robert Q. Berry. Uh, and then the second episode, which will be coming out on September 6th, will be Regina Deal-Amen, Dr. Regina Deal-Amen. And she deals with uh, with uh, transfer students from, from community college into four-year colleges, specifically on STEM fields. And that one's fascinating. And, it, and that also is very important to the economy and stuff. But this is all me getting on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's very... The College of Education has been very supportive of this, and and and, uh, and I'm really happy that I've been able to to produce these, and I think the community is really going to enjoy listening to these episodes. And and how long do, typically do, do one of your episodes last? Yeah, they are between 16 to 22 minutes long. Oh, with wow. the first one with the dean, yeah, the first one with the dean is about 30 minutes because uh, we we get into the some longer stories there, but yeah, the, the, the average length I would say is 18 minutes and it's a nice, like you're driving to work, you know, that's perfect. Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. And where, where do people, yep. where do people find your, uh, your, your, the inquiry oasis or inquiry oasis? Yeah. It's the inquiry oasis. They, it can, they can find it on all of the uh, podcast platforms. And also if you go to the college of education website, we have a tab there that says, podcasts and you can see some of the other podcasts that are available at the college of education along with the inquiry oasis. You've got this thing dialed in. I'm, I'm excited to see how this uh, rolls out. And I know with your thoughtfulness, your, your, um, your ability to sort of plan and craft uh, a good ending. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to the trajectory of this podcast. Thank you for uh, your time. Thank you for what you do in our community, making Tucson great, doing great things for us. And I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Tom. And thank you for producing this podcast, Life on the Streetcar because it's really important that these stories are being told. That was Jeffrey Anthony uh, telling you how important my role is in the community, and we, we appreciate him for that. Uh, this is Life Along the Streetcar, and we're playing on uh, Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to thetucsongallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery. So I get this question a lot. Is it a podcast or a radio show? What exactly do you do? Well, Lifelong Streetcar is a show. It's a radio show on downtown radio, and that's what you're listening to uh, Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. And then we make a few edits to it, and we put it out there in the uh, virtual world where it can be downloaded and listened to on different platforms or um, you, know, you can just hang on to it on your computer and save it for a day when you've got uh, nothing to do but learn about downtown and the urban core. But that's what makes it a podcast is that second component. So we we are fortunate to be housed on downtown radio and have been for almost six years now as a radio show and, and a very small part of a tremendously powerful lineup. And we are grateful for that spot. And then the rebroadcast of it with, with again, a few edits to 
remove some of the radio-specific information, um, then it uh, gets out there in the world. So some people will say it's a podcast, some will say it's a show. For me, I'm just happy that people are listening and paying attention and recommending uh, stories for us to uh, to share. If if you know of something that's out there, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's fall. It's this is when things really start to pop for the next several months here in Tucson. We've got a good grasp on things that uh, are the major events, but what about those hidden gems? Things that kind of fall under the radar that would be fun for us to share. I uh, encourage you to go to Facebook and Instagram and tag us in one of those. Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, the team, uh, Stuart and, uh, and Kellner from uh, Juniper. It's a new gin bar that uh, just opened. And uh, uh, we're going to kind of talk with them next week about why gin bar and what exactly that means here in downtown. But it's in the Iron John's uh, tap room space that was on Congress. It's now called Juniper. And they just launched over the weekend. And um, might uh, maybe I'll check that out tonight on my way to uh, see a tale of uh, two houses, and I'll just make it a life along the streetcar evening. How beautiful would that be? And uh, this coming Friday, I also want to make you aware, July, July, I wish uh, it was still the middle of summer when it was 120 degrees, um, September 8th at the Tucson Gallery, uh, Lori Kay, she's a local artist, very popular in many circles. She's doing a, an event called Meet the Artist, and she's unveiling a new piece, uh, and I have uh, gotten a sneak peek at it, and it's based upon the Sonoran hot dog, but it, is, uh, it takes it to a whole new level. So that's going to be at the Tucson Gallery, 300 East Congress. That'll be uh, from roughly 6 to 8. No cost to get in. There'll be some um, uh, alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages for purchase. And uh, I believe there might be hot dogs brought in. I'm not 100% sure on that. But uh, the art will definitely be there. And stay tuned. In just a few minutes, we've got Ted Prozelski coming up with words and work as he interviews people in Tucson that are uh, members of the, uh, uh, the labor or labor movement or, or the writers. Always an interesting topic with him there. And um, yeah, lots of stuff going on. As we leave you today, we thought since our feature guest talked about the Inquiry Oasis, we'd leave you with a thirst for knowledge. As always, I want to thank Ryan Hood for the music that opens us up, and we're going to leave with Ben Watt from a 1983 album, North Marine Drive. Hope you have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar.